This is Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk on ICRT. All right, welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Eric Smith, and today I'm here with Florentine Hoffman, the artist, Big Yellow Duck. You are the man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Um, I've got my first question. Why a duck? Well, it's a concept uh, which I started in 2001. Uh, it was a concept about, you know, uh, connecting people all over the world, the waters in the world. If you see them in a in a bigger, in a different scale, it's our global bathtub. And uh, by enlarging this uh, rubber duck icon, uh, the world waters became our global bathtub, and uh, it made us family. So, so you're trying to say something about water, or you're trying to say something about community? Community, water, the world, us. You know, connecting and uh, uh, and and also being happy uh, and 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 go back to your childhood and memory time. You know these kind of things. So uh, I'm assuming that in uh, Holland, where you're from, uh, you guys also played with ducks as a kid, rubber ducks in your bathtub. I think a lot of people did. Uh, actually, I didn't. I played. Okay. <laughs> I played with boats uh, and and some other stuff. And to be honest, my children don't play with my rubber ducks or with the rubber duck. They're sick of their. They're sick of ducks. <laughs> I think they're sick of it. It's normal for them. But uh, yeah, of course. And that's the that's the nice thing that all connects us. You know, uh, a lot of people know this icon right. from the bath. And I I always say it's more an elderly thing. It's an adult thing than than a child thing. We try to give our children a rubber duck and they uh, say oh that's cute and you play with it you know but I think children more uh, have more fant- fantasy than that right right so it's uh, it's just an icon in the bath and it's a sort of a uh, um, item that should belong in the bath but it's it's made up of course because if I'm correct, like a hundred years ago, from America, okay. this rubber company, this this uh, rubber industry, uh, created this uh, icon, and from that, a lot of different rubber ducks uh, were created around the world. I see. So, so for you, the duck itself doesn't have some specific. Uh, you don't see the duck as some sort of uh, transcendent uh, creature or it doesn't have any qualities in itself uh, besides being delicious perhaps or it's it's not (laughs) well the rubber duck uh, my uh, rubber duck the design of the rubber duck of course is it's beautiful you see a lot of rubber ducks with necks Uh, the one I have has no neck uh, and has a a bigger head like uh, it's almost a toddler uh, uh, so it makes it more kawaii, uh, and and that's why I also think uh, in, in in Asia a lot of people are attracted to this uh, work because it's, uh, of its kawaii-ness. For me, it's yeah, it's a it's a concept. It's a it's an icon which I enlarged, and so I don't stick with the small rubber duck. It's about the enlargement. It's about the scaling up, and it's about making us humans smaller again in the world smaller. Interesting. And so th- that's the thing, what the work is about. So when did this idea hit you? Uh, what were you smoking at the time? Or how did this come to you? You're, you're sitting in the bathroom and you're like, I think I just want to make a 15-meter-high duck. Yeah, well, as you know, we, <laughs> we, we in Holland, we all smoke weed every day, you know, and every hour of the right, day. Right, right, so, right. So, yeah, I was smoking. That's uh, sarcasm, by the way, for <laughs> any of you who don't understand. <laughs> and I didn't inhale, but uh, I was walking in the museum, and so, so I was checking out the Dutch master and the old Dutch landscapes 
And in the same time, there was uh, in that those days there was an ad on television uh, which had uh, w which was about a yogurt drink for children, okay. a speedboat, an Indian with a South Dutch accent, and he said you can win this speedboat trip for the children and for your parents a big fat rubber duck, and he did quick quick. And I was walking in that museum in Rotterdam, sawing these landscapes, and I thought, hey, uh, more. Uh, Uh, contemporary object placed in the in inside these landscapes would be really nice and then this advert came in my hair big fat rubber duck and suddenly I had this idea came out of the uh, museum called this company and saying hey I have a great crazy idea let's talk and two weeks later I got uh, a small fund of them for finding out if it was feasible to, to do a study so they really liked the idea of making a huge rubber duck so that's how it all started. Wow. 2001. So, 2001. So like almost within the span of five minutes, this inspiration had sort of congealed and just come together. Yes, but th that's how I think, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the things work in, you know, in, in having some uh, ideas. Art and you know, inspiration. They don't happen behind your desk. They don't happen always uh, necessarily in your studio. They can happen while you're watching some football or some art in a museum taking or a shower taking a shower yeah. exactly thanks for listening please note that all taiwan talk episodes are available as podcasts on itunes or the icrt website reporting for taiwan talk i'm merrick smith this is taiwan talk this is taiwan talk on icrt I'm Eric Smith, and today i'm back with florentine hoffman the artist behind the giant rubber duck Tell me a little bit about the construction of the duck itself. How hard is it to make an inflatable duck like that? Uh, what, what were some of the challenges involved? Well, it's very hard, actually. It looks very simple, and that's also the thing I really like. It looks very simple, and, uh, but it's very hard. We, 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 we put a lot of effort and time and study in it. And uh, 2007, it was the first rubber duck that, that appeared in France. So since then, I, I made like... 14 in like 16 or 17 different countries, uh, uh, cities uh, uh, around so the world. it has a carbon fiber on the inside? Or? No, it's inflatable. So it's like a jumping castle for children, but right. then more uh, sophisticated. But it has to have some sort of way of floating, some buoyancy. Yes, we, ha we have a custom-made pontoon and it's circled and it's weighing like around... 3,000 kilos mm -hmm. and you connect the inflatable to that pontoon which also makes, makes it rigid and uh, you know um, flat on the water because everything you want to blow up wants to go curving so wants to go round okay right uh, uh -huh. so by having this uh, very heavy pontoon it makes it stick on the water or looks like it's sticking on the water and floating so it's it's The, the trick in it is the pontoon, which is uh, the base. Right, right. So it, is, it isn't all that simple to figure this out. The physics of it weren't all that simple in the beginning. No, because you have also the wind and the wind pressure, the heat, and then you have, of course, uh, the connection to the pontoon. When it moves, it has to you know, stick there and don't rip off. Um, so we had some issues in yeah, the past. What happened in Hong Kong? Well, in Hong Kong, it was very funny because CNN, the Dutch television, and the news, everybody was talking about the rubber duck going flat. Right. Well, we did it ourselves because there was a typhoon coming. So this was a, a safety precaution. Uh, precaution. And, uh, but, it, you know, 
for this time it showed that the rubber duck had become a world icon and yeah. a, a world you know uh, treasure I think because people were really loving it and, and, and wanting to take care of it and, and make sure it, it stayed up <laughs> they, they had an, an, uh, an actual attraction to this yes piece of rubber they, they were f- emotionally attached yeah yeah to the to the image and uh, uh, w- what we did actually in Hong Kong we made an illustration sleepy time okay. and we knew it before so on Facebook we put a day ahead we put it has to go sleepy you know it has to go sleepy time okay uh, but the rest of the world didn't pick it up so in in, in like in minutes or in hours deflated headlines yeah, yeah. and uh, the Chinese mainland uh, uh, they, they, they they killed it oh, or, or oh you know the rubber duck sunk it's and amazing how fast politics gets into stuff isn't it it's just like Yes, and it's uh, that, that's the that's the good part about this project. Uh, for maybe for you, it's uh, like uh, only a rubber duck, but I always say it's a catalyst. It's a yellow catalyst. It shows whatever is around the rubber duck. It it shows politics, which are in this you know a society where it's lying or or, 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 or floating. Uh, it shows how nice a, a, a site can be. It shows also how rotten a city can be. Or you know, it gives you a new sense of perspective because you're looking at these buildings, like in Hong Kong, that you've seen many, many times. The skyline, yeah. and then this massive duck is there, and you're like, "Wow! Well, these buildings are big, but they're not that big." You exactly. know, it, your your brain sort of readjusts and has a different viewpoint. Yeah, and that's that, that's what my work is about. Not only the rubber duck, I make more huge rub, uh, works. They are site specific and they are always temporary there. Okay. And like the rubber duck, it's the same. It's a temporary work, and I like to invade and kidnap in a way public space for a while change it and make it smaller make it different make it you know uh, connect to people and then take it out again so you give back public space after um i think a few people in taiwan may not understand that the duck that's in kaohsiung or will be in kaohsiung is going to be different than the one that was in hong kong yes and the one that comes to taipei is going to be different uh, you know, the media has been calling this the 2013 year of the War of the Yellow Duck, you know. <laughs> uh, but these are different ducks. The thing is, uh, every time you make a rubber duck, it's like I said, it's a challenging pro- uh, project. Uh, wind, pressure, uh, also dirt, uh, you know, is um, exposed to the rubber duck. Uh, so I chose to make a new inflatable always for a new site. So everyone has a fresh, new uh, fabric. Uh, Are they a little bit different in size no, and shape? Al- no, or? always the same, uh, same. Uh, patterns. Okay. But sometimes I change the scale. And in, uh, in um, uh, Hong Kong, we did a 16.5 version, meter version because we wanted to have it a bit bigger than in uh, Australia, Sydney. But the wind and the typhoon were so, you know, uh, enormous, and we were also warned for this. So we didn't go too high, like these 80 meters we're doing now. Ah. Here in Taiwan, we can do easily an 80 meters version. So Taiwan's duck is bigger. It's bigger, but, you know, only one and a half meters. But, you know, size matters a bit. Uh, Uh, Yeah. (laughs) A bit. And and, uh, so it's also, for me, it's challenging, you know. Every time I want to check out, if it's possible and feasible and and uh, um, and I look at sites 
and then, and then I you choose put a little the, scale like yeah you, yeah, yeah I, I choose the sizes and uh, for Taiwan all the sites I visit like Kaohsiung, uh, Taiyuan, uh, the the Lake uh, right. Art Festival it will be uh, at uh, uh, also a great project uh, more artworks will be exposed there in uh, October. And then after it goes to Kelung, right. uh, they all are in uh, good condition areas where there's not too much wind. So that, that's the reason why it could be a bit higher. Thanks for tuning in to Taiwan Talk. For more info on Florentine Hoffman's creations, type the words The Rubber Duck into a search engine. Reporting for ICRT, I'm Eric Smith.